1: And helping me find something I'm
0: looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I am your host, Adam Manes. I am joined by my esteemed colleague seated across from me to my left, Brendan vote
2: What's happening, guys? Seated across to me. To my right, it's Harrison Wynn. What's going on, guys? Here on a, a, a Wancho night, which um, it is, a it Wancho is every night. writer's dream, I think.
1: <laughs> the, the you were sitting there saying, like, the day writing a gamer or writing a, a beat story following a Wancho game. That's like, that's the top of the pyramid.
0: We've been trying to figure out how to inject more fun into Nuggets basketball. Tier and Wancho
2: and and Gomez. Yeah, I mean I just tu- I, I just tweeted this out. I know we're going to talk about Wancho a lot, but like <laughs> yep. The, the one of the great things about him and this was so ever apparent. And there are numerous. This was so <sighs> ever apparent in the locker room. Everything is so real with Wancho. His love for this team oh, yeah. is so real. Like the joy he plays with, the spirit he plays with, it's all so genuine and authentic. <laughs> If, man, I, I'm gonna, we're going to put a pin on that
1: because I want to get right back yeah, to it. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to go no, off no, on no. that you early. Didn't, you but. didn't mean to make a perfect point to start <laughs> this off right away, but I just did want to say that before we get too, too deep into this, this is the DMVR Nugget Show, and we are presented by Total Beverage, our great partner. You can visit TotalBev.com or download their app. They deliver to you anywhere in the Denver metro area, and right now you can get 30% off your purchase of $25 or more When you use the promo code DNVR2019, so you're going to want to do that. Um, Harrison, I love that point you brought up about Wancho, because tonight, let's look at his stat line. Nothing impressive, right? Like, if you just looked at the box score and you said Wancho Hernan Gomez was one for four, he had eight rebounds, that's impressive. Two assists um, and two points. Good, not great game, but... The spirit, I think, is a real thing about. It. First of all, there's a lot of basketball reasons, and probably on tomorrow's edition of the list, I'll, I will talk about these. Um, but th- they're just the this team seems to have this ugly spirit, this ugly cloud, just ca- carrying them around the court, up and down the court. Wancho and that second unit tonight lifted that a little bit.
2: Yeah, there's just an energy and a joy that he plays with that is so freaking contagious. Yeah. And, like, this home crowd has always loved Wancho. They've loved him since he was a rookie. Yeah. and um, Very pro-Wancho crowd. And they obviously still love him today. And just the second he gets out on the floor, he doesn't have to do anything. You know, but just he doesn't have to do anything, like, that shows up in the box score, should I say. Okay. But, like, how he moves the ball, yes. like how he spaces the floor, just some of the, the extra effort plays that he makes, uh, it's contagious. And, um, you know, you definitely just felt his, his spirit tonight. Like, you do a lot when he plays. And, you know, I think sometimes Michael Malone as a head coach gets caught
0: up in some of the old coaching isms. But he's right that sometimes it is about effort. And with this Nuggets team, it has been, especially on the glass. And just, it's, it's not what does one rebound equal, like one-to-one? It's just when you see Wancho trying, fighting for loose balls, showing, playing like he cares, I think that's contagious, that's infectious, and it's what the fans wanted to see because the starters don't show that right now. Second unit definitely had that tonight.
1: So the game flow of this one, if you missed it, um, it was on TNT, so you shouldn't have missed it. Brooklyn puts up 35 points in the first quarter. They scored 93 total. So they really got shut down, after, and especially in the second half, where they had, I, just, I believe, just 32 points uh, in the entire second half. So Denver started rough. Their starters were rough in general tonight until the very end when they closed this game out. But that second unit, it's funny. All year it's been the starters have been good. The bench has been completely unreliable. Tonight that switched. Um, I want to bring up this point about Wancho, though. Gary Harris, I wonder if he knows his role on this team right now. And I didn't, we didn't say that before. Like, for the last three years, I feel like his role has been very clearly defined, and he's executed and he's expanded it. Right now, I don't know what his role is on this team. It certainly doesn't seem to be as a pick-and-roll attacker because he just winds up with those free-throw line floaters. He's not seeming to be getting his shots. But Wancho, one of the things I like about him is his role is so clearly defined, and he just accepts, like, such a low-usage role.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best parts about him. He he knows his role. I actually think that has a lot to do with playing for the Spanish national team. Yeah. Mm. And playing with so much talent, the Gasol brothers, Rubio, all those legendary Spanish players. I think that set him up to just have a real sense of what he's on the floor to do for this team. But it's worth pointing out that that carries over because he was in a larger role, a much
0: larger role on that team. Even if he was still a role player, he comes to Denver, that role is reduced significantly. He still understands his role, yeah. even when it's scaled down, and and it's, his, his even just as simple as I should just keep the ball moving. This isn't a Wancho which play, which he does all the time. And read. like you
1: need guys like that. Yeah. I mean, for So for a couple of things, that second unit, one of the things they did it wasn't a while. Like if people are going to watch this game and be like, watch us the storyline. <laughs> the reason the reason he's the storyline is because he was the only different player. Like he played good, but he was right. not Monte Morris was. Phenomenal. Will Barton was
2: phenomenal. But Wancho uh, also did have a couple of key plays. He did have some Two key Two big plays. offensive rebounds and uh, that steal. But it was more about what did the other guys look like with him in the lineup. I right. mean,
1: sometimes it's as simple as, like, okay, the pieces aren't fitting. Let's change just the minimum amount to make it work. And tonight it certainly felt like that with Wancho. It felt like he, him and, and the, you know, he brought out the best or he got the best out of him. And one of the things that happened in that third quarter when, they, when the Denver Nuggets went on their run with their second unit and extended into the fourth, they started running. Mm-hmm. There were just so many plays. They played with pace. And I wouldn't say they were looking to fast break. It's just that they got up and down the court so quickly. And I think one of the reasons that Denver won this game and that Brooklyn only scored 32 points in the second half, they were exhausted from that right. haymaker the second unit threw at them.
0: And that's what Mason said after the game, right? It wasn't just about getting stops. We got stops, and then we got the ball moving right away to get Ooh, them running.
2: chose a guy, like... Compare Wancho to Michael Porter Jr. Like, Michael Porter Jr. jogs up the floor. Wancho sprints up the floor.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, we'll get to Michael Porter Jr. in a little bit because this was, in some ways, a hilarious Michael Porter Jr. experience Yeah. since we were promised something and not given it. Uh, but to your but to the earlier point, Brooke, do you guys know what Brooklyn shot from the three-point line in the second half?
0: 0 for. Was it Ofer? 0 for 0?
1: 0 for 17. Zero for 17, again, I, and I had this actually on the list the other day in the Philadelphia game, because Philadelphia ran out of steam too, and that second unit sucked in that one. Joel Embiid feasted. Mm-hmm. But the second unit did pick up the pace. They did get up and down the court, and Joel Embiid was sprinting up and down the court. Now he was getting stops and then scoring on the other end. But I do think there's something to their role. That second unit's role is to do exactly what they did,
0: especially at home. Wear the team out. There was also a big change, though, right? They changed the way they were defending the pick-and-roll in the second half, and that's like they were bleeding corner threes in the first. Do you want to talk about what that change was, Adam?
1: Not really. I mean, usually I'll have to go back and watch these games a the second right, time right. To, to really pick up fully on this. But I'll tell you, so we can segue away from Wancho a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about the second unit a little bit more. But another one of the storylines tonight, if you look at Jokic's stat line, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, no turnovers. Denver as a team, only 7 turnovers. But Jokic tonight unfortunately, continued to look like the bad version of Jokic. I mean, can we, I, I don't want to make this a negative podcast because I think it was largely positive, but one of the negatives was when Jokic checked into the game with six minutes to go, I wasn't sure that was the right call. And I don't think I've ever thought that in my five years of watching him play
2: yeah uh one of the weirdest sequences with Jokic that i can honestly remember over over the last couple years and and that's saying something considering the start to the season he's had but when he launched those like two pull up threes three it was i think
1: three threes and an additional like just shot like mid-range one of the
2: oddest weirdest sequences i can ever remember and then he committed that hard foul uh that you could tell was coming. It was one of those sequences where you could just tell this was going to end in a uh, Jokic hard foul. It almost seemed like he was going to get thrown out of the game just with his body language and whatnot. Did
1: Jokic talk? I, I was... So there's three of us here at the arena, and sometimes we divide
2: duties. I was not in the locker
1: room for the early part. Was The funny
2: thing is Jokic was in a great mood after the game. Jokic had a... a a good media session, you know, spoke glowingly about Wancho, how the bench picked it up. It's his guy. And then walks out of the locker room wearing a red Dreamcatcher racing hat. <laughs> Jokic was in a grand old mood after the game. That hat did not fit his head. That's a very important <laughs> detail. Yeah.
1: Well, that's weird. I mean, so what about you, Brendan? I know we've, we've talked about this a ton, but, like, do we just – I mean, is this officially where we are with Jokic? Like, he's not I, – I think up until maybe the Atlanta game – I was just like, you know, they just need a feel good moment and then he's good again. I don't I don't think that's the case. I, I kind of think we might Jokic's return to form either will not happen or it'll be a process.
0: Right, a process or just when he's ready and I don't know how much that'll have to do necessarily with like, oh, we won by 30 tonight. Like Right. I, but but I I do expect him to come out of it.
2: It's, oh, of course, it, right? yeah.
0: it, but but you're right. Like I don't think this is gonna be an overnight switch. They play the right way. Wancho gets in and now he's happy. It's gonna take more than that.
2: Yeah, let's, uh, I think somebody who needs a uh, a beer after this game, a, yeah. maybe a Breckenridge what beer. What kind of beer would you uh, recommend? You there? know, tonight they can have any type of beer. We need they, a Wancho beer. They could have the Strawberry Sky, the Hot Peak, the Avalanche, the Cardinal Core. <laughs> Wancho deserves all of the beers after tonight's game. Jokic could probably go for one as well. <laughs> <So he> might, <laughs> Take might the edge a off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, listeners of this podcast know we're, we're big fans of Breck Brewer, obviously. Great partner with us at DNVR Sports, if you haven't had any of these breck brews you guys are missing out my personal favorite probably the strawberry size uh still great for any occasion uh but they they, i think they really do have a beer for every you know type of beer lover out there if you like light beers dark beers porters ipas uh they got something for you so uh, make sure to check out breck brew for uh, all your wine all your beer needs uh, uh this weekend they definitely have whatever you guys need also, quick from Green Mountain Dental Group, as you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303 711 to schedule your appointment today.
1: I want to segue now to talk about arguably the best player on the Denver Nuggets roster through 11 games, Will the Thrill Barton, yeah. the people's champ. If you want to know, like if there's one indication about how much Michael Malone is relying on Will Barton to do just about everything, like you know, one of the things about Barton is he can do a bunch of different roles, and right now he's being asked to do all of them at a high level and he's performing. Will Barton played 38 minutes tonight. 38 minutes.
2: Yeah. I think one of the reasons why Will is standing out so much right now is because this offense, the beautiful, democratic, free-flowing offense that we've seen for the last couple of years it's just not there at all right now. Yeah. And Barton is just a guy who can manufacture nothing or manufacture something out of nothing. Yeah. And that's what he's having to do right now because this offense isn't generating you know, the, the healthy looks that it has in the past. And I think that's why he's standing out so much right now because you know, he can just get his shot when everything breaks down. And that is happening so often right now. He's like the only nugget that gets to the line.
0: He's the only nugget who drives confidently. And I agree that again it's ironic because the knock is he shoots too much, but it's when you're on an offense where no one wants to shoot the ball, you need a guy who's willing and able. He's so confident too in his jumper. In that preseason, last season, it looked like it it may never return.
1: I think there's one other piece to this that we're all that we're missing. And you kind of danced around it, Harrison. Nuggets offense is stuck in the mud right now. Will Barton's the only guy that can get penetration without the flow of the offense. Like Denver's off like Jamal (laughs) Burke, as good as he is at, at many things. Running the pick and roll, running the system, whatever, getting you know, getting his shots off in the mid range at the moment, but getting them off. Will Barton's the only one that can break a defense down, but just by like, oh, I beat my guy, I got around him, and now I'm making a play. So Denver, as you mentioned, the offense stuck in the mud. He's standing out. Um, but I, I want to say this because I did get a crazy mention from somebody, and what I perceive to be crazy that somebody said, yeah, Barton has destroyed the offense. It's he's the real – no 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 no. Barton's trying to play within the flow. though. He's trying to do everything. He's just. <laughs> Barton refuses to lose, man. That guy has a lot of fight in him. He has a lot of dog in him.
2: I have been just so impressed with him, especially after what he went through last year. And I remember saying in the preseason, I don't think anybody on this team was under more pressure to perform, especially early on this season, uh, than Will Barton. And he has come out and absolutely saved Denver in countless games over the course of the season. You know, just even in the last couple weeks, how many games has he saved for Denver I mean,
1: so it hasn't, I don't think he saved any single handedly, but he has been like a huge part of it. Like, so it's not like, oh, Will Barton saved the day tonight, but it's like, man, he made a dozen plays there, that if he didn't make us, if he only made 11 of those 12, they wouldn't have won. But there
0: have been multiple pivotal stretches
2: in which yeah. no one is doing anything. Everyone's just standing around, and he's been willing. It's the key word I use. I I gotta say though, just generally speaking about this Nuggets offense, I I was probably more encouraged after the Atlanta game than I am after this game because I even felt like at the Atlanta game there were some you know couple minute spurts where the Nuggets offense looked like the Nuggets offense. They had tonight.
1: They had him tonight. The ball was popping sometimes tonight. I, there was a couple beautiful, posses- them, which beautiful I... possessions, some of which converted, though. They had a couple that, that converted, but a lot of yeah. them didn't.
2: But, but I will
1: say, I think it was even. To me, I think it was even.
2: I, I just think there, there's still a lot of problems with this offense. Oh, yeah, and um, I know everybody you talk to in the locker room, you know, the coaching staff will say, no, we just got to hit shots. We just got to make our open threes. But, you know, it's just not that cut and dry i don't think and uh yeah i i mean i said uh on our live mailbag that i was at like a three you know maybe about like a a a 3.3 3.5 now like i don't think tonight did anything to to quell my concerns about it
1: you mentioned the live mailbag i just want to plug real quick i forgot almost forgot to plug it next thursday our live show the live, DNBR live podcast at Blake Street Tavern, 7 o'clock. You want to RSVP because if you RSVP, you're eligible to win all of our awesome prizes, ticket giveaways, drinks. Um, I don't know. What else do we have? Like merch? And, oh, yeah. Merch. Merch, <laughs> merch, of, merch of course. So you're going to want to RSVP and come out. Come some... We appreciate your support. All the people that have been subscribing to us, <laughs> come join this one too. Because for one, it's going to be a lot of fun, and for two, we're gonna we will be streaming this. So people, I know mm-hmm. in Serbia, people have been wondering, well, we are going to have a live stream of this event. It should be just a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Um, but come and be in person so that you can make this even more fun for for everybody involved. You had something there, Brendan. Uh, not anymore.
2: I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, can we can we just stay on the offense real quick? Okay. Um, my theory that I think. I really cemented tonight, in, in my mind at least, about like the core reason why this offense might look so much different from last year and in years past. I think it's because of Jamal Murray, and yeah, I think yes,
1: I've been, the yeah. central
2: reason is that Jamal Murray is growing as a player. Yes, he's becoming a better player. Uh, he's just taking more command, more control. He's more confident in himself. He's just growing as a player and he's just taking more of a central role in this offense than he has last year and obviously the year before and it just seems like Jokic is ceding a little bit of control to murray and murray is taking that and it's becoming you know more his offense than it's been ever
0: and murray's offense is in a system right Murray's yeah, Murray, that's the thing. Does spiral Not a lot sure. of stuff spirals off it. Maybe there's two man game with Yoke. Maybe he gets himself going. But does a does a Murray offense unlock five guys? It
2: doesn't yeah, seem. Yeah, I just feel like we've been looking for the central reason, and that might be it. That's some of it. I think another bit of it too is like,
0: you know, Jokic obviously has to hit those threes to change the geometry yeah, of the he court. Does. That's a great. Mm-hmm. Point. But but it is also true that he still can and should be taking more of the shots he rarely misses. And tonight there were a couple of times where. He the mid-range floater was open he took it he's cash and also like i get that he doesn't want to do it but if they're not going to send help like jerry Ad- allen cannot guard you in the post you yeah. just lean on him and jokic you do needs to be more dominant and you do until they send help and then you can do your jokic thing um but but it's both of it he needs to be hitting those threes but he also needs to just take it into the post and at least we saw some of that tonight the, the Jamal point is interesting he's one of 11 for tonight he was really bad and it's an easy to, really to say day. that
2: because Murray had a terrible night yeah exactly but yeah. I think we've seen that over the course of the year too well even when he's played well this year you're right like the defense has been better as a point guard as a passer he's been better I think something
0: happened to him in that Minnesota but, game Deb yeah. clearly he hasn't had any lifts since that first he's quarter. he's been terrible. I think since he's the hit like two quarter. shots three yeah. shots since that first yeah. quarter yeah um but but it's also like we, we've touched on this can't be beat a dead horse but it is the shot selection the dribbling into the mid-range and 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 just the stuff that that all happens within a Murray vacuum. It's hard right now to know. I we've been
1: it's we're 11 games in. We're all trying to figure it out and I feel like every week there's a new theory, like a new little piece sure. of the puzzle and I honestly think all of them are true. I think, right, I, right. I don't think it's like, oh yeah, way off base on this. I think it's a lot of different things. Number 1 Jokic looks miserable. I think this is the biggest slice of the pie. Jokic is clearly a, not a shell of himself, but he is a fraction of himself and I, I think all of these other things we're talking about are going to be that way until whatever is ailing him is out. It might be conditioning. It might be personal stuff. It might be dissatisfaction with the rotation or the offense or whatever, or it could be all of those things. But I, to me, the offense won't really get going until that happens, and I mm-hmm. just hope it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, another player, though, that was great tonight, Monte Morris. Mm. The ret- I mean, It's funny. Again, you look at him, 4 for 11 from the field is not great. Uh, three rebounds, seven assists, but he was a huge part of that second unit that changed the game.
2: Yeah, and I think I said on the live mailbag that he was the guy I was least worried about on the second unit. And, um, you know, I, I was just really impressed with him. It's been tough. It's been a tough year for him because, you know, his playing time has dropped a lot and it's fluctuated too. And we knew that was going to happen coming in. Uh, but I, I think that's a really tough thing for a player, especially a guy coming off the bench to deal with. Um, but, I mean, he was locked in. Zero turnovers tonight. What do you have? Seven or eight assists. Seven assists. Uh, ten points. Uh, he can make Plus floaters yeah, while some other guards on this team can't. <laughs> so, so
1: Jokic checked in for Plumlee, and I was like, man, I don't know if I would do that. And Jamal checked in for Monte, and I really felt yeah, like I had it. I, I, wanted I felt Monte better with Monte on the court. Definitely. But part of why – Monte's hasn't played well, in my opinion, have been the minutes and the rotate. Like, he's playing with – he's played with some very clunky lineups that I think it's really tough to make chicken soup out of that you-know-what. So, um, he, he's had some of that. To, Murray had been so good that he'd been playing 34, 35 minutes. He's been knocking down shots. He's been playing hard, doing everything Malone wants. He's in a little bit of a rut. Monte's minutes start to go up. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what do you know? We're starting to find something.
0: Um, and it's it's interesting because yeah, the, the more money minutes are obviously good for Monte. Might be good for Denver too, though. More yeah, minutes for Monte.
1: Wow, we're dancing around some takes tonight. I feel.
0: <laughs> Look, Monte was heavily involved in what went right oh. last season. I mean, oh, heavily, last season, yeah. last season, and it's oh, obviously yeah. tonight. Um, and like we've we've had two examples now of Monte spending a more time on the court, but b more time with better players, and he's looked good, yeah. very good.
1: It's funny. I was just starting to buy into all. all I was starting to buy Jabal stock. <laughs> it's not that I'm low on Jabal. I just there are some weird stuff around him
0: right now that I. Feel I do think the injury the sh- is, is important. Yeah, the shot selection is the big thing. For now, like the lack of production, I want to give him some time. Getting but to, uh, yeah. but also man, Jamal's always banged up. He's always banged yeah, up. Yeah, becoming a story. He's a he's a warrior. He plays through he's a it. Warrior. But he's so also tough. Hurt, but so. yeah,
1: um, Mason Plumley, we have to give him a shout out tonight because again. Similar – Monte and Mason tonight were best better than Jamal and Nikola and like, yep. Have we ever said that? I was thinking about this tonight in the locker room. Have we ever – have the Nuggets won in the Jokic era? Have they won with both Murray and Jokic being bad? I don't think so. No.
2: Probably not, man. And uh, you were looking at the box score in the fourth quarter, and, like, Nikola Jokic was a team worse than plus-minus. Yeah.
1: And he had a few moments – but he was not.
2: Good. He his best sequence. It was three possessions in a row. Scored in the post on Jared Allen. Uh, old, old. Had it in the post again and hit the jumper. And then drew that foul on Kyrie Irving uh, on like a really nice repost action. And um, you know, other than that, his good moments were few and far between. So Mason Plumley goes five of ten tonight, and I feel
1: like I remember all ten or all five misses.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very loud so, misses. So
1: one of the funny things, I guess. Uh, actually, I'll save this for the third segment. But but Mason Plumley. Jokic is in a slog right now, and Mason's energy compared to Jokic's is just like... I don't know if there could be a starker contrast. And
0: you, when you think about who the head coach is, you're just like, man, if that talent disparity was any smaller, <laughs> yeah, would
1: just oh,
0: swap
2: the minutes, man. I you know. know he wants
0: to. I <laughs>
1: know there's a part of me that wants <laughs> yeah. to. At the moment.
2: I will say this with Yoke just start, and we spent a lot of uh, energy talking about how Mason Plumlee's minutes are going to be reduced this season. You know, in the lead up to this year, and you know how he could be maybe a trade candidate man, Denver has really needed him to start this season.
1: Oh, yeah. They really have. Uh, another, We're almost ready to talk about every player, so we might as well do it. Paul Millsap yes. tonight, 18 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. He... Um, He's been really good to start this year. He's two for four from the three point line. Are you at the point, I guess I'll phrase it this way. I'll start with you, Brendan. Are you at the point where when he shoots a three, you feel good about yes. it? Yes. You're 100%. there. I think I'm we there. saw
0: the first ever Paul Millsap. We he did check. Heat check. Yeah, he he <laughs> In the that corner. one didn't go well. <laughs> that one wasn't
2: good. No, but an open, timely three, I feel it from Paul. I feel mm-hmm. confident. Yeah. He's, he's shooting the ball with confidence right now. Um, He's been great defensively too. Uh, well, he's been just as good defensively as what he was last year. He, he, there really hasn't been any drop off. I don't there think we
0: said this. Defensively, he is still has not outside, lost outside of getting whooped by Brandon
2: Ingram. He's been
0: awesome. <laughs> I mean, well, he, it's yeah, kind yeah, of a fair match. No, no, him. I know, but that was pretty rough. <laughs> they, and they went to at times. I think he's been one of their two best players this season. Yeah, in, 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 him and him Barton and Barton, have
2: been the Nuggets' two most consistent players and it. Just like Probably said. hasn't been close. And how
0: about that first quarter,
2: where three times in a row they came down to Millsap <laughs> with Damari Carroll. <laughs> the Nuggets, the Nuggets, like prepared for this game. They're like, we love the Millsap on Torian Prince matchup. Yeah, and
0: yeah, I like how you call him Damari Carroll, Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Because oh he is the like person. Car- Car- <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, he was great. A couple of his years one-on-one
1: on one game has really been effective this year. It's funny, like Paul Millsap. We all talked about his game aging well, but I mean, he had some dunks tonight,
2: mm-hmm. or a dunk. Felt like Yeah, but there's, there's another power
0: He's had three turn
2: back the clock dunks this year. The amount awesome. of like Paul Millsap like primal screams after yeah. Big Bucket, <laughs> the primal ratio screams. of those to like Nuggets games <laughs> is
1: way up this year. Paul Millsap's <laughs> the perfect player for this team in, in the moments that they've been in. Like the last three years, yeah. honestly got it. It cracks me up that there are people that disagree with that take. Not just from an on court standpoint, not just from a defensive standpoint, but like the stuff that he does like emotionally for this, this team's in this little rut, and he's just like steady and consistent and tough.
2: Did you want to save uh, Jeremy Grant for the last segment, or should we get to him now? I want to do
1: it now because I have some things for the last segment. Jeremy Grant tonight had a good one as well, 5 of 11, 12.6 rebounds. He didn't look great at first, and he still, to me, looks a little off. If he would have had that tomahawk dunk tonight,
2: he almost had the highlight of the year. So I put this in uh, a little article I put out. This morning before the game on the bench and some changes, I expected to see, which none of those happened. We didn't get any Murray Morris uh, backcourt minutes. But anyways, I put this note in there about Jeremy Grant. I think he was shooting like something like 23%, 24% on threes coming into this game. All but one of his attempts per three for, uh, via NBA.com were classified as either open or wide open. Yeah, All but one. And I went back and watched every single one that he's taken this year. And like that data can be a little bit wonky. They were all wide open. They've pretty much all been open looks from three. You, you know, I, my
1: theory. I've talked about this for two years that the openness of a shot is overrated. I think mm-hmm. if you're a great shooter, like you know Steph Curry, open shots. Yeah, no matter the worst open shot's a great open shot for him. Yeah. But I think if you're a Jeremy Grant type, a Trey Lyles and Nikola Jokic, the rhythm is as important as the openness. And you know this, Harrison. Let's say we're playing, we're playing hoops together, we're in a league game, and you get an open shot and you miss. Next time down court you get an open shot and you miss. Third time you come down, you get an open shot, it's like, man, your odds of missing are low because it's just yep. like, Man, am I gonna really take up three possessions in a row by mm-hmm. shooting this? And you just feel a little uncomfortable. And I think with Jeremy Grant, he is a player that can shoot the three pointer. He's not a three point shooter. And I think that so many of his shots are coming in that that it's just there's gotta be something in his head that's just like, Man, this is the only looks I get and I don't know, is this our offense, me shooting open threes? I think Jokic it,
2: feels the same way. It is a little weird how Jeremy Grant's role so far has literally just been as a floor spacer and shooter. Yeah, he's a one-dimensional and, um, player right now. Yeah, it's, it's I don't think that's what his role is going to be You know, for the rest of the season. I think he's slowly figuring it out, and, and see, we'll see a much better version of him in a few weeks maybe than we do right now. But it's just been interesting how his year started.
1: He was on the floor for some of these big runs. And that tomahawk mm-hmm. dunk, I think it would have put Denver up. <laughs> I think it was like I can't remember 81, 81 or yeah. something Like they were on a roll 71, 71 And he has a chance to just And whose life was it? Do you remember Brendan? I, do I think not. it was Was it
0: Musa Musa. Musa. No, it was Musa.
1: course it was Musa. Inches from banishing him to the <laughs> shadow realm. He would have just disappeared, and and I don't know how he missed it. I'll have to see the replay because it would have been the highlight of the year. And Denver would have honestly won by forty if he converted that because it was like yeah. a twelve to two run. Yeah. All right, let's we'll take another break. On the other side, though, I do want to tease this. Michael Porter Jr. We haven't talked about him, and there's mm-hmm. some interesting things there. And then also the rotation going forward. Malik Beasley's mysterious illness. Lots to talk about in the final segment. Here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast with Harrison Winbrand and Vote, guys! Don't forget to subscribe if you've enjoyed what we've been doing so far. In front of the paywall. You're going to love what we're doing behind the paywall. Excellent. I had three film study deep dives this week. addition the list. Incredible stuff, yeah. If you enjoy the type of analysis we, I do on the notebook pod, you're going to really enjoy these um, deep dive film studies. And then, of course, Harrison Wind on fire right now. How many articles have you written this week? <laughs> Five? Six? Yeah,
2: I mean, it was about that last week, and it, it will be that this week, It'll, too. Be
1: this week, I just pumping out articles right now and good stuff, not BSing, making up stuff like... You guys know here at DNVR, we're not telling each other, write some BS. Just make something up to get something out. We only write when we have to, um, when there's content. And there's just been a lot of stuff to talk about. So subscribe. You get a free t-shirt. We have new t-shirts dropping. I'm just going to tease this. We'll have a new t-shirt up in the morning. And I'll also
2: say it's gotten the stamp of approval from a player in the Nuggets locker room. It (laughs) has
1: gotten the stamp of approval. So we'll just have to tease it at that. I'm so excited. It's actually one of my favorite designs. Um, so you're going to want to subscribe. You're going to want to get your free T-shirt. You're going to want to come out to our live show uh, coming up. You're going to want to w- subscribe to our YouTube channel so you catch the DNBA show, which we will film tomorrow morning. Lots of good stuff. All right. Let's talk about some mysterious things that have happened. Number one, pregame, we are treated to, I would say, a bit of a upbeat Michael Malone, given that they were coming off of a big time loss. Mm-hmm. And in it, he promises, he vows, more minutes for Michael Porter Jr. He says, this kid's talented. Offensively, he's been great. But defensively, we're going to have to like just live with some stuff. So Michael Porter Jr. minutes going up, right? Wrong. Tonight, three minutes and 40 seconds. He goes 0 for 2, grabs one rebound. He's a minus Malone 4. Malone took a deep
0: breath and yanked his ass.
1: <laughs> so kind of hilarious, especially now that the Nuggets won. But at, like he literally vowed to play it more. And the. Literally just didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the fascinating things to watch over the next couple months when it comes to Michael Porter Jr. is just how much patience can can Michael Malone exude here with this guy because you know he's got to get on the floor and I I think there was some truth to what Malone was saying pregame in that you know he's gonna have to. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have to play through his mistakes. That's the only way he's going to get better because that is the only way he's going to get better. And I do think Malone believes that. But he's going to have to exude a lot of patience if Porter's going to be playing regular rotation minutes. And, you know, I'm just not sure how much patience he's willing to give.
1: Yeah. What do you think about that, Brendan?
0: He's not a patient man, is he? (laughs) He's just not at his core.
1: The Nuggets could help him out by not sucking, right? Like, you know, that's the thing is when we looked at the Atlanta-Brooklyn-Memphis trio, you thought, okay, three games for Denver to really get a, you know. I, I think Malone looked at this. I think he looked at the stretch and said, okay, ten games, you teach him patience, you tell him he has to earn it. Then game 11, we ramp it up a little bit and we start to play him. And I think Malone wants to do that. But, yeah. Um, that's
2: what I was kind of getting at. Like, I think he wants to, but, you know – just in the game, in the moment when he sees it slipping away like he did tonight, and he, you know, yanks him from the game, presumably because of his defense, right? Like that's why he was probably yanked.
1: I don't even know if it. Honestly, he played three minutes and forty seconds. So like what well, could have even been? Yeah. I, mean, I haven't. I'll have to go back and look at the film. He does make mistakes pretty frequently, so I'm sure there's a couple in there. But more than anything, it's just. And then in the third quarter, that second unit immediately started making a run, and it
0: was just like, well, I, I also think you know he he's teasing this stuff, and he's thinking about it, and he thinks eventually they're going to be up by fifteen or twenty, and, and they that just aren't. you know what I mean, and they're yeah. not, and so every he says a deep breath, but then every time he gets to or has to put MPJ out there. It's a tight game. It's
2: you a think he regrets
1: game. that Miami game when they were up 27 and he still didn't play them. Yeah, That maybe. was like an opportunity.
2: That's uh, really the only, like, blowout win, right? Yeah, it
1: was the only one. And I'm
2: sure going into the season <laughs> – Malone was hot. Yeah, and I'm sure going into the season Malone was thinking, all right, we'll be up big on some of these terrible teams at the beginning of the year. Like, our schedule is pretty nice early on. We'll get Porter some fourth-quarter run when we're up twenty. You know, get his feet wet, and and then get him into the rotation, like, like game ten or game fifteen. But he hasn't had those garbage time minutes.
1: Well, here's another. Here's where I really want to go with this MPJ thing tonight. And I th- I've thought this for the last few games. You all right there, Brendan? Starving. I'm uh, so <laughs> Hungry. I'm just ready
0: to eat and sleep.
1: Yeah, that's good. It's gonna it does sound fun. Um, here's here's the problem. I wonder if his confidence is starting to be shaken. I've thought this from the very first time. Well, I could tell. Uh, game one, this was the plan, right? That M.P.J. Malone was going to do the tight grip on the minutes for MPJ, and I just thought, can he handle that mentally and emotionally? And tonight, I felt like I, he missed a layup. Um, you know, I, I wonder if he's starting to lose a little bit of confidence, and just the aggravation is starting to
0: to to really harm him as a player. Part of that, yes, I think I I get that sense as well, and because I, I really got it tonight. Who he is, too, as a player, is not. Is not a think like he's an unconscious shooter. Like he play, he just in rhythm, he scores. It comes naturally
2: to him. Right now, he looks like a guy who's afraid to make a mistake, and that's mm-hmm. just compounding and compounding. He looks like a guy, especially on the offense of the four. Like defensively, you can tell he's thinking about everything. Like the game is so fast for him, you can really tell on offense that he's looks like he's afraid to mess up. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It looks like he's afraid to. Jack up a shot that's gonna come up in the film session the next day yep. as a shot they shouldn't take. It just looks like he's worried about messing up and knowing how short of a leash he's on. As, as an example, by tonight, like tonight was, I don't blame him. I think
1: Michael Malone needs to sit down with Jokic, and I'm sure he's already had these sit downs. We don't know, but I think he needs to sit down with Jokic and explain the way the knee bone is collect connected to the foot bone type thing, and saying like, look, man. I know you don't have it right now. I know you're in a funk. But one of the problems that's causing me is now I can't play this guy. Now his confidence is getting hurt. Like, and I'm not putting this all on Jokic. I'm not, but I'm, there is something, too. Part of being the best player on a team is you've got to help me out against the Brooklyn freaking Nets. Right. you got to give me a 10-point cushion so I can play this guy who I really need to build his confidence mm-hmm. up. Um, so, again, I'm not trying to put it all on Jokic. But that's one way, in my opinion, to articulate the role Jokic has beyond just – you know, Jokic just so, like, wants to be like, it's not me, it's the team. And sometimes you want to be like, no, it is you, and you need you to do this for the team in more ways than one.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, Porter absolutely needs these minutes. He needs it. He, he absolutely needs to be playing, and he, he's not going to be able to help this team in the second half of the season and, more importantly, in the playoffs if he's not in the rotation during the regular season. And we, we've seen that kind of Craig
0: MPJ platoon, right, defense-offense. Does MPJ get even let after the way Wancho played tonight? Is Malone more inclined to give w- Wancho those MPJ minutes? Yeah, well, Wancho's
2: not going anywhere. Uh, Wancho's
1: bu- a gold medal. Can I just say something? It's so weird to me that Wancho can't break into this rotation. I, He's a gold medal. I, I was it's
2: a great you, player. You, you guys know I was saying. Early on in the season, it's ridiculous how he did not get a chance in this forward rotation. It's oh, just Craig stuff makes me so mad. It, it was so predictable. absolutely ridiculous how he was not given a chance through these first nine games. So many players, so many options in one one battle. Anyway, um,
1: one thing I do want to mention though that second unit, Wancho got some minutes. Michael Porter got some minutes. Not with Jokic though. You know, one of the things I thought when it, when Malone gave the presser, it's like MPJ is going to play, maybe even Wancho dust him off. I was thinking, okay, great. Those are Jokic lineups. What's the point of going to a Jokic lineup if you don't play him with Jokic? And that's what happened tonight, and I guess that's the
0: plan? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that was the plan so much as the plan probably was to include
2: Jokic, and then Jokic the was giving him nothing. The first half
1: rotation was a plan, though. That mm-hmm. was a very definitely. deliberate.
2: Playing Grant with the starters yeah. for that right. three-minute yeah. stretch, that was different. That was definitely penciled into the game plan, too.
0: But was the lack of Jokic – Part of the plan, or just, I'm not, he's not giving us. Much I mean, Jokic, yeah. it's not like
2: he was in crazy foul trouble. I mean, he played like his normal first half minutes. Yeah.
0: I would, the rotation
1: tonight in the first half, I just didn't love. And it was one, I know I'm being super picky about this because they're, they're playing like the guys I want, but now I'm like, well, now you're not playing them in the order. But to me, I, I've said this for a while. Wancho's a Jokic player, first of all. Like playing with Jokic, he's going to get, Jokic is going to be happier, I think. But MPJ, too, man, like, yeah, you need him to play. You want to build those habits. He's afraid to take shots. Well, I don't think he's afraid to take shots when he's in there with Jokic because he's always in. He, those shots are so obvious when you like cutting the ball, to the
0: rim, mostly. Yeah, of them, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. like
1: catching threes and coming off screens, like it just it's much more natural. So, um, hopefully, going forward, we do continue to see MPJ and Wancho, but we find them um, in maybe slightly different rotations. But in order for those guys to get minutes tonight, there wasn't any Malik Beasley. Hmm. As there hasn't been for about a week now, mm-hmm. an illness. First of all, I've been sick. Rarely am I sick for a week. Uh, any of you
0: guys, I mean, put our conspiracy hats on? Yeah, it'd be irresponsible to put in any
2: theory out, but sure, yeah, this reeks of something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not willing to go there. I'll, I'll, I'll be the level headed one. You just think, just think regular
1: illness? I'm just saying it's yep. a seven day illness.
2: Um, I mean, Matt Moore has been preaching this, but the Timberwolves were in here and everybody on their team oh, has Teague, the flu. Yeah. Jeff Teague was sick for like 10 days. Yeah, maybe he just has the flu.
1: But but, yeah. the other, but the other thing, I'm I'm not even just talking about like is it a mysterious illness or this or that, but I'm also talking about like you're sick for seven, eight days, lose some weight. Like that hit – a seven or eight-day illness, that,
2: your no, body doesn't serious. just come back. That's not just like a head cold. That's like the, the head cold. That's serious stuff. So are you like,
0: like – like mono, I mean, is that what no? I, really? Well, that would be like a sure. six month yeah, one or yeah. something, but
1: I so hopefully not <laughs> knock on wood. But I just mean, like, if you had a flu for like three to four days and then you had to go play at an NBA level basketball game, you'd be like, Man, I just didn't have it tonight, I gotta, like, right. I gotta eat, I gotta build up. You have a seven or eight day cold, like that's all for an NBA athlete. These guys burn through calories like crazy,
2: yeah. And just the fact that Wancho did what he did tonight. Malik Beasley is out of this rotation for the time being. You think?
0: That's what I, That's kind of what I was getting at. Do you, do you But think? that that's like what I mean is like yeah, he might be sick, but I I do kind of get the sense that in in some sense he was in the dog in Malone's doghouse with the mm. way he's been well, playing. Well, yeah, he just hadn't been playing
2: well, so that high uh, mistakes on the defensive time end. For a 7-day right.
0: illness. So now maybe that climb is that much steeper to get back. <sighs> there
2: a
1: scenario Denver needs to make a trade sooner or later cuz here's one thing and I asked Wancho about this tonight like does it make you nervous when you don't play for eleven games? Then you get in. And it's like I better not suck, or I don't. It's going to be another eleven games before I get a chance. Malik Beasley, we just talked about. He played bad. He played great for a year. Oh, he played bad for six games, and now we're like, well, the, the thing about that yeah, is out of the rotation. The thing about
2: that is though, is this bench unit has missed the Malik Beasley of last year. Yeah, they have. That's been an ingredient that was the reason why the bench was so good last year and a reason why it has not been good this year, it's because they haven't had that Malik Beasley element. And he honestly brings a combination of shooting athleticism and, like, just energy that nobody else on this team brings. He does check boxes that nobody else on this team brings, and they've missed that a lot.
1: I think Monte's in the rotation, which means you got Jamal, Gary, Will, Monte, I just don't know. There's a ton of minutes for everyone. I mean, you were talking about MPJ, Malik,
2: no, and yeah. Wancho at, at all the moment, splitting like 20 total minutes at, at this moment. Malik is definitely out of the rotation until you know the next event happens, oh, whatever that next event is.
1: Yeah, same for Tori, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Tori's out of it too I mean, right he's now. He's out. Yeah,
2: the Spurs. Jamari Carroll plays for the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the other black and white team.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with us all week. Don't forget, next Thursday, 7 o'clock, Blake Street Tavern. You're going to want to RSVP up on our DNVR events page, thednvr.com. Click on the events tab and RSVP. It's going to be a great time. going to be a lot of food, drinks, laughs, loves, hugs, kisses, lots of good stuff. We'll see everybody next kisses. time.
2: can't wait. Yeah, guys, before we get out of here... Taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.